0: So, we're going to be looking at Psalm 5, and I'm going to try and keep it semi-short and sweet, um, and keep to not rambling, because I can ramble. Um, so, I was looking at um, Psalm 5 this week and thinking about it, and and thought, genuinely, we'd probably be here until this evening if we went through the entire psalm, because there's so much in it. Um, and so, I was asking God, what do you want to show us this morning through the psalm? And I felt like... Um, Verse three is just a key verse for us this morning, so we're literally just going to focus on um, verse three, and um, that that'll do enough for us for um, today. And um, and actually, I want to talk to us about prayer. Um, so this verse definitely doesn't give the full summation of prayer. Prayer is a huge and complex term, and um, I definitely don't think that I have it down to explain the entirety of prayer to you this morning. Um, But I definitely think that this verse gives us a really helpful window into a bit of what prayer can look like. Um, And so we're just going to have a look at this verse and see what it can do to to give us a window and insight into a bit of what prayer is. Looks like for us, and I'm going to keep it to three points um, so that prayer is relational, prayer is for right now, and prayer is real. Um, so, hopefully, that's helpful for you guys to remember that prayer is relational, prayer is right now, and prayer is real. Um, so, I'm just going to walk us through each of those points and going through the verse. So, the first point, um, oh, actually, I'll read out the verse. Um, So it says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. I think um, it's a good thing to do to pray, so I'm just going to quickly pray. Um, So God, I thank you that you are in this space, that you are here with us right now. I thank you that you are always teaching us and always wanting us to grow, um, to be more like you. We ask that this morning that we be your humble servants, um, that we would... Um, be ready to follow in your footsteps, um, to learn from you, and to um, to be more like you in our in our lives. I pray that you'd show us what that looks like. I pray that you'd use my words to be useful um, for us this morning. That it would be something that would um, would highlight and would bless. Um, yeah. So we we give you this time now in your name. Amen. <clears throat> so the first point is that prayer is relational. Um, so the, the bit that I want to look at is that you hear my voice, and when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about um, a memory I have <clears throat> of my godfather, so you, I don't know if you guys grew up with godparents or whether that is something that happens in Scotland, um, but the church that I grew up in, um, you would when you were born, you got given godparents, your parents chose people that would influence your life and be around you. Um, and I had this amazing um, godfather called Peter. He was a really philosophical man. He's probably one of the reasons why I studied philosophy at uni. Um, he would constantly be asking really big questions and wanting to reflect on things. And he'd be one of those guys that would sit and try and do like a riddle for a day and then try and create riddles and um, figure stuff out. And, um, and probably my clearest memory of him growing up was... Um, it was, when, it was when I was quite a young, um, a young girl, and he said to me, he was like, Tamsin, why, why do we pray? Um, and I was, a, I was a, quite a Christian little kid and around a lot of amazing Christians. So he was like, Tamsin, why do we pray? Um, and I, thinking I knew the answer to every question known to man, and I was super wise as a, a young kid, I was like, well... Peter we pray because we um, because there's bad things in the world and there's broken things and so we pray um, to get God to make it good and to fix it um, and Peter was like Oh, that's a really good thought Hamsin, but um, just to spitball an idea to you um, God knows everything that has happened that is happening and ever will happen he knows everything that's bad and everything that's broken better than we ever will so why do we pray? And that completely flipped the idea of prayer in my head um, upside down, that I was really challenged um, about what prayer looked like for me as a young kid because before then I basically thought, okay, prayer is, is like a vending machine. Prayer is the space where you, you present God things that need to be fixed, things that are bad to be good again. Um, but it's a really surreal notion that we do that because... Um, God knows absolutely everything that's going on in the world better than we ever will know or be able to explain. Um, and God knows better than we ever will do how to make it better and how to fix it. Um, and so why do we pray? And I think I realized growing up that prayer is highly relational, that, um, that this little phrase is really important, That is to hear our voice, that God gives us a space to have a dialogue with him in order to hear our voice. Um, for us to have a conversation with him, um, so I, I live with a family from church. Um, so you, some of you guys might have met them. Um, they're the McCoys. They go to the 10:30, um, and they've got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. And um, I don't know if you guys have been around loads of kids, probably have kids, or um, but um, the two-year-old is in this phase at the moment where she um, she's loving to learn like everything, can explain everything, can tell us everything that she's learned. Um, And so we were having dinner last night together and she was explaining um, darkness and light and daytime and nighttime. And um, so we're all sitting around the table and she was like, okay guys, it's dark now because it's nighttime. But then tomorrow morning, it's it's going to be light again because it's daytime, and then and then the next night it's going to be dark again because it's night. And she was going, she was literally going on and on about day and night and darkness and light. And we were all intently listening to her, and we were like, "Yes, yeah, keep going, keep explaining." And um, and we we as grown-ups at the dinner table knew way better than she did everything that she was saying. We understood at a way more complex level everything that that she was trying to explain. Um, but we desperately wanted to give her that space to have a dialogue at the table um, because we want, we want to build a relationship with her. I think that's an insight into what it looks like for Father God with us when we're praying, that um, he knows all this stuff already. It probably slows, slows the whole process down as being involved and having a dialogue with him and trying to explain it to him. Um, but he's, he's desperate to have a relationship with us and for him to hear our voice um, and so I think that's a really important place to start when we're thinking about prayer is that um, it's all about our father God trying to draw near to us as children and trying to listen to us in order to build a relationship um, and so prayer prayer is highly relational um, and then the second point is that prayer is for right now so if prayer is highly relational then, um, then God will want an open um, and continual dialogue with us all the time, um, which means that it's for the present moment. Um, I think this is this is something I've thought about a lot and God's challenged me on a lot is that um, I think I love to pray the big, broad, um, quite vague prayers. Um, I think that I love to um, keep it almost set apart from me and not make it just a normal daily part of my rhythm um and um, and to talk about the daily stuff um but actually this this verse really challenges us because it says in the morning i lay my request before him um that it's about the the daily it's about in the moment right now um talking to god that that prayer is for right now um My sister, she's a really wise woman. Um, She's my, I've got an identical twin, if you guys didn't know, fun fact. She doesn't go here, so you're not thinking there's two people that are the same. Um, So she lives down south. But um, she said to me this week, she said, um, she was like, Tamsin, if, um, if God answered every single prayer that you prayed last week, how would your week look different? Um, and so I rewound in my head through my week and I thought, okay, what prayers did I pray? Um, and realized that probably my week would look no different if God answered every single prayer that I prayed from Sunday until now. Um, because my prayers last week consisted of God, would you bless Edinburgh? Would you bring peace to this country? Would you, um, draw near to this person? And I'm, Absolutely not saying that that's not a vital part of our prayer life. That we need to be praying the big prayers. We need to be praying for um, for countries and for cities. Um, But also with that, it needs to come hand in hand with praying for the daily, for the things in the moment, for for the right now. Um, And like I I realised that a few years ago, that um, I don't know if you guys have read Revelation 22, um, but it's a really amazing passage that talks about um the the throne of god being in the city and that there's rivers flowing from the um from this throne throughout the city and that those rivers are rivers of life that bring restoration and healing um and i felt like god showed me that for um for different cities that that god is always on the move he's always doing stuff every single day um that he is actively present in loads of different situations in so many different people's lives and um our privilege is that we get to be involved in what he's already doing that he wants to be us to be involved in the right now moments of life um so it's not just in the big broad Um, vague things but that he wants us to in every single daily monotonous moment he wants us to join him with with what he's doing Um, and so I realized that a few years ago actually when I was in it was when I was in school um, so it was more than than a few years ago um, and what I did practically to help myself to realize that is that I get my dad to drop me off about 20 minutes away from school so that I would walk, I would have time to walk and pray um, before I got into school every day. Um, and what I would do is I would just ask God, God, would you show me the people, the places that you want me to be aware of today? Um, what are you doing in my school today um, that you want me to join in with? And so it made my prayer life very specific and very in the moment instead of being about the vague, big, out-there prayers um, which, again, are really important, but it's just good to give it another perspective. Um, and that was like, okay, God, what are you doing right now? Um, I remember that God managed to join me in on some really, really fun things. So I remember a moment where um, a God, God said to me before school, okay, one of your friends called Kieran is going to want to um, talk to you and go to the canteen with you. You're not going to want to go, but you need to go. And I was like, okay, God, if that happens, I'll try my best to, to go with him to the canteen. And, um, and sure enough, it was a break time. And, um, and I finally got to chat to the cool kids. And I'd been trying for months to get in with the cool kids. And, um, and I really didn't want to stop talking to them. Um, but then my friend Kieran came up to me and said, do you want to go to the canteen? And I was like, oh. And because God had said, I was like, okay, I need to go. Um, And so I went with him to the canteen, and we honestly had the best God conversation we've ever had. And I've known him now for about 10 years, and to this day, it's still the best conversation I've had with him about who God is for him. Um, But I would have missed that if I didn't utilize prayer to help me realize that God is in the right now. He's in every moment, and he wants us to to join in and seeing heaven on earth now, that he is... Um, he is breaking through in every moment He's bringing heaven on earth. Um, and what we get to do in prayer is we get to see more of heaven break out. Um, that it's, it's a very fun process we get to be involved in. Um, we get to be guided in our, um, in our daily lives to, to see what He does. And what that does for us is it builds faith. It helps, it helps us to know that God is always active and He's working. Um, and so it's really important to not just keep prayers as the big and the vague, but to, to to bring it into the right now means that we get to see him in the right now. We get to see the active work of, of God. Um, and so the last point, which kind of naturally flows from it, is that it's real. So it builds our faith. It helps us to realize that God is, is real. Um, and I think, genuinely, a lot of the time we... Um, I know that I keep my prayers far off because I get scared that he's not going to come through. Um, and, <clears throat> and I get worried that he's not actually interested in um, hearing my voice or hearing what I have to say or being involved in changing anything. But actually, when we make prayers about the right now, we realize that he is real. <clears throat> and um, as it says here, it says, wait expectantly, that we should be a people that wait expectantly, expecting to hear his voice expecting to see him move and to answer our prayers Um, and so I just wanted to end with sharing some encouraging stories from what's going on with the students at the moment Um, and so some of you guys were at the student week in a way but I think um, we're all in different gatherings and sometimes don't get to um, overlap um, that much and I think it's important to to, to, to share story to remember god is real god is working um and we had a, a time of story at the student weekend away um so we, i took the students to Abernethy, which some of you guys might know a beautiful place in the ken it was just like snow everywhere it was a winter wonderland um and we just had an open mic for people to share what god's doing in their lives um and I think probably two stories because I need to wrap it up. But um, So there was a girl who came who um, had been struggling with an eating disorder for um, many years and um, had really struggled. And she's tried a lot of things and had gone to therapy and just nothing was working. She came to an eating gathering here and um, someone went up front and said, I feel like God is saying that someone needs to relinquish control um and she knew that was her but she was too afraid to come to the front and so she just avoided it and then 10 minutes later the leader came back up and said no there's definitely someone here that needs to relinquish control and you're you're not coming up to the front um and so she's like okay I need to go up to the front so she came up and someone prayed for her and from that moment on her um eating disorder has completely gone um and so prayer powerfully worked in her life and that was about three or four months ago um and so it was like absolutely beautiful um and then final story was that um there was another girl who came who she just got baptized in January so me and Andy Harding baptized her in the sea at Portobello Beach which was really fun um and so she was really new to her faith um she was she was struggling when she came into the weekend because she was still trying to figure out who is God for me and um, I'm still really wrestling with, is he, is he real? Like I, I understand it and I really desperately want to, to know him but there's this barrier. Um, and she went and got prayer and again from that moment on something just completely switched in her and she realized that God's love was powerfully real and um, I saw her a few hours later and she was still in like a, a daze because she was like, I just really realize that God's love is real, and he's with me um, and so prayer prayer is real um, and I think the question that I want to leave with you guys is imagine what this church would look like if we really knew the power of prayer if we really understood what <clears throat> what prayer looked like and imagine what this city would would look like if this church and every church in Edinburgh was mobilized to believe that prayer was real um I think it's um, it's almost like the well-kept secret within Christians that that prayer is this powerhouse thing that that really works and really changes lives. Um, that I'm always amazed when prayer does actually work, even though I believe it and I know it works. Um, every time prayer 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 works and prayers answered, I'm like oops, slightly freaking out because it actually works. But imagine what it looked like if if I, in my personal, what would Jesus believed more deeply that prayer worked for me and what it would look like for us as family and for this city um so i think the natural response is to pray and then we're just gonna sing a song um so god i thank you so much that we get to have a dialogue with you i think you that, um at the um the core of prayer is that it's a conversation um that you desperately want to hear our voice um and I thank you that you give us that space to talk to you. And I thank you that um, prayer is for right now, that it allows us to enjoy every moment of life and to join in with what you're doing in our, um, in our city, in our country, in our world. And I thank you that prayer really does work, that it's real. I thank you that um, even in this space now, we will carry amazing stories of answered prayer. I thank you um, on behalf of all of us here now for all of the, um, the stories that we have of prayer that's answered. Um, I thank you that you are a God that is true and good and that is actively at work in our lives. And we ask that um, that our weeks would look different because of our prayers, um, that our family and friends would look different because of the prayers we prayed, um, that you are just implanting in us a deeper, faith for prayer, a deeper understanding of what prayer looks like for us. Yeah, we ask this in your name. Amen.